Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, episode 5A. My name's Tony T, and this is one of our one-shot episodes, where I fly solo to drop the Ring of Power into the fires of Mount Doom. Uh, this will be just kind of a real quick, we're going to touch base and uh, chat with you guys tonight about a couple things, uh, let you know what we're up to, and give you some news and upcoming events for you to mark in your calendars. But uh, we just want to get right to it tonight. Um, if you haven't been uh, in touch with us for a while, we're welcome. If this is your first episode, uh, this is just a Baby Junior episode. They're not normally uh, this short, so uh, check out all of our other fun stuff. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Once again, my name is Tony T. Uh, love to chat with you guys some more, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Nerd of Godcast or on Facebook at Nerd of Godcast. Of course, you can always email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Or visit us online at nerdofgodcast.com. Tonight we're doing something a little special. Uh, I put out on our Twitter page that we are going to be uh, live tweeting some play-along trivia. Uh, and tonight's episode is a very special one because uh, tonight I-, I wanted to talk a little bit about Star Wars. Now, uh, they put out the new poster for the Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awaken. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. When I saw this poster, it just made it seem more real and more exciting than it ever had been. So I'm looking at it, and you have all these amazing characters. you got Kylo Ren, and you, you have Han Solo, and Princess Leia, and Chewbacca, and BB-8, and Captain Phasma, and Finn, and Rey, and Poe Dameron. But I was looking around, and I said, hey, where, where's, where's Luke? Where's Luke Skywalker? So I, I, was, I was curious about that, and man, it got me thinking. You know, what do we not yet know about this movie? Um, I am one who, in particular, really, really hates spoilers. Uh, I remember uh, that we, we used to just get so excited before the internet was a, a big thing, uh, speculating and, and talking and dreaming and saying, oh, I wonder what the next Star Trek movie is going to be like. I wonder what the, the next Star Wars, what the next Batman movie is going to be. Who's going to be the bad guy? What's going to be the storyline? And we would kick around ideas, and we would uh, challenge each other to see who could get it as close as we possibly could. But now, because of the advent of the internet, and because of the way that movie trailers work, it seems like so much information is out there now that uh, it's it's difficult for things not to be spoiled for you. Uh, for instance, uh, I remember when Star Wars Episode One came out, and and I know a lot of people. Uh, automatically say boo and you're you're grounded when we talk about Star Wars episode 1 but you got to remember back when it came out it was a really really big deal and uh, I remember going to the midnight release of the action figures at the Toys R Us here in Orlando and uh, we we waited in line outside the Toys R Us at midnight they were going to let people into the store and you could go through the shelves and the racks, and uh, you could pick out all your Star Wars Episode One toys. These are like the first original characters in years, and we were uh, just—it was, it was an amazing event. We were so uh, happy, and so it was a, so it was such a celebrative atmosphere to be with a bunch of uh, Star Wars fans and nerds and geeks. Uh, and 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 I remember being lined up outside the Toys R Us and just saying, well, "I wonder what it's going to be. I wonder what they're going to have." And uh, and we, we bought up all the toys. I think we bought every single one of the action figures that were in, in all the series that night. And we came home with just big bags filled with Star Wars toys. And I remember uh, pulling them out and seeing that they had the um, the Natalie Portman figure, the, the Padme Amidala. And we had uh, seen 
that we knew that Natalie Portman was going to play Queen Amidala. Uh, but they had, but the, the action figure that came out was actually Padme Nibiri. So knowing that Padme was actually Queen Amidala, when they had that moment in the movie uh, where they said, you know, I'm secretly Queen Amidala, I've been in disguise this whole time, I remember the action figure kind of spoiled that. It put that out there that, uh, yeah, she's secretly both characters. And I was like, man, what a what a terrible thing to spoil. Uh, same thing happened later on. I remember um, the Lego set for uh, Toy Story 3 showed the uh, the final confrontation in the junkyard with the with the incinerator and Lotso Huggin Bear is is the clear villain. But you got to remember when the movie starts out, we don't know that Lots of Hug and Bear is the villain uh, unless you saw the Lego set and then it was spoiled for you. So I'm real sensitive to spoilers. I really don't like uh, things that, that give away the ending on accident based on something uh, in the package or, or something that, uh, you know, unintentionally sort of spoils a plot twist in the movie. I, I, one, a really great example of, of somebody who did that right I remember when uh, Batman Begins came out, and they put out the Batman Begin action figure. They uh, they released the uh, Ken Watanabe figure as the Ra's al Ghul, and they put out the Liam Neeson figure as Henri Ducard. Uh, and it wasn't until much later, after the movie had been out for some time, that they finally showed the Liam Neeson figure as uh, Ra's al Ghul, because, you know, secretly that's who he was. It was a great plot twist, and, and nobody saw it coming. They could have spoiled it very easily with the toys, but they didn't. Uh, they, they kept they kept the identity secret, and it really maintained for a really great twist. Same thing happened in uh, even The Dark Knight. They didn't put out really a whole lot of material at all showing that Two-Face was going to be part of the movie. So when it happened, there was still a lot of room for surprise and a lot of room for that, you know, wow factor. And there's so little of that anymore in movies. So I'm looking at this poster, and it's getting me excited, and, and there's merchandise just everywhere. And I'm already feeling like, man, I hope I'm not finding out too much about what this movie's all about. I'm really hoping that I don't somehow see something and go, man, I wish I'd have had that surprise. So I'm looking at this movie poster for The Force Awakens, and we've posted it on our Twitter page at... um. On, on uh, at Nerd of Godcast, and it looks like in the background there's some kind of a Death Star. Man, I hope that's not a spoiler. Uh, I hope that that's not giving something away uh, for this. That that maybe we we I'm gonna regret. That's like, man, I wish I didn't see that. Uh, so uh, tonight I want to talk a little bit about Star Wars, and I want to speculate a little bit about on what what might be happening, and. Um, and while we're doing that, I'm going to be posting some Star Wars trivia on our Twitter page. So if anybody's actually still awake, because it's pretty late where I am, uh, we'll we'll give them a shout-out real quick on this little one-shot episode. So I'm posting our question number one right now. What device did Bosch use to threaten Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi? Posting that now. And there goes, and there goes our first question. So tonight on Monday Night Football, they put out the first, I guess, full trailer, the first like non-teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven, and uh, I'm sure that by now it's online. I don't, I don't watch Monday Night Football because, you know, nerd, and uh, and I know it's out there. I'm sure that the internet is just buzzing uh, with with. Uh, the video and with comments on the video and with memes on the video and all kinds of great stuff like that. But I, I haven't watched it yet because I'm so afraid of trailers 
uh, unintentionally spoiling uh, parts of the movie. Uh, and we've seen it so many times where the trailers will show things that we go, oh, my goodness, they just showed the whole movie or, you know, that, well, now I don't have to see it. And um, and, and I, I just I would hate for something like that to happen in uh, in such an epic movie like like Star Wars. Um, I, I, for the longest time, I really kind of kept my excitement tucked away for this movie and I'm having a much more difficult time doing it now that we're seeing these characters out and I'm, I'm starting to see the action figures and I'm starting to know them by name and get excited to know their backstories. And, oh my goodness, do you not want one of those BB-8 toys like crazy, the little Sphero remote control BB-8s? I totally want one. I don't even know what I'd do with it, but I just definitely want one. Um, I'm I'm super excited for, you know, this movie and I don't want to walk in to it and be disappointed. Um, part of what makes me feel a little bit better about it is J.J. Abrams, because I know J.J. Abrams is really good at kind of keeping his cards uh, where you can't see them uh, when Cloverfield first came out. That trailer was more of a puzzle than anything else uh, when when they put it out and and uh, what the, it just, all it showed was a, a, a shaky scene of uh, some kind of destruction and you don't know what's happening and then it just showed the date and nobody knew what that movie was all about and uh, so then when you go to the website and you were looking okay well what is this movie January it was like one eighteen oh eight or something like that and. Uh, so you go and and you look at the the website and then the website itself was a puzzle the website itself was a literal puzzle that you had to kind of play along and it was this interactive um viral marketing game that added a whole lot if you actually did it and went through it it added a whole lot to the story it was really really cool so i i know that jj J. abrams is not really into putting all the information out himself. Um, Another example, when he did Star Trek Into Darkness, which I know a lot of people didn't like. I liked Star Trek Into Darkness. I was not mad at it. There was a couple things that I would have changed, but I'm not the one that's making those movies. As a viewer, I really like Star Trek Into Darkness. There was things about it that I really enjoyed. As a Star Trek fan, someone of the TV shows and of the movies, and even of the books where I thought it really brought in um, a, a lot of the mythology and started tying it together and uh, extending out um, some of the uh, the mythology and the the, the storylines from the first, uh, the first run and, and reimagining it for this new run. But they never put out there that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be Khan. Now... I think a lot of people speculated that, and most people were guessing that. But to my knowledge, they never actually came out and confirmed, yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Khan. Uh, and then when there was the reveal, although it was sort of a, oh, yeah, well, kind of saw that come and reveal, at least they didn't broadcast it out there. They they tried to kind of keep it concealed. And that was one of the things that bothered me when they released it on uh, DVD and Blu-ray is that right on the back of the box they said, you know, Khan, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I thought, oh, well, if somebody's seen this thing for the very first time, I feel like they're going to miss out on, um, you know, kind of a cool little reveal. Now, if that if that snatches away some of my nerd credibility because I enjoyed that movie, I'm sorry. I just, I, I did like it. Uh, everybody has their guilty pleasures. And, uh, man, I just really liked adventuring through the uh, the galaxy, trekking with the uh, the reboot crew. I just want to give a real quick shout out for the person who got our very first uh, play along trivia question. 
in uh, episode seven, what was it that uh, Boosh, what Princess Leia, as Boosh threatened Jabba the Hutt, uh, that was a thermal detonator, and the question was answered successfully by uh, Big Al Capone, uh, our friend and uh, hip-hop artist. So we're going to give him a quick shout-out. What's up, Big Al Capone? Check him out on uh, on Twitter at Big Al, C-A-P-W-N. Very, very clever name. Love that. So uh, listen to his music, and you will uh, you will not be disappointed. We put on our second question, which is in Star Wars Episode Four: what was wrong with R5-D4? So that's question number two in our all-Star Wars trivia night. So one of the things that I'm just really hoping for is that I can go into this movie and have... Uh, a, a more pure experience because the idea of already knowing what's going to happen, I think diminishes the enjoyment of the storytelling and the, and the reveals and the dramatic build. Uh, there's some people that I know that as soon as a movie comes out, they want to read everything about it and they want to hear everything about it. Uh, but for me, that drives me crazy. That's one of the reasons that I could never watch uh, a lot of TV shows uh, in, in current continuity, like when they're on the air, because I know some of my friends watch The Walking Dead, and as soon as an episode is off the air, uh, their Facebook feed just blows up with spoilers and blows up with uh, with all kinds of intricate details uh, about the episodes and, and who died and, and this and that, and uh, that's got to be really, really frustrating if you're not able to watch it the first time around. I remember hearing uh, about Sam Jackson being cast as Nick Fury in the uh, Iron Man movie. And when I went to watch the movie, uh, of course, he wasn't really in it. And I thought I'd almost actually forgotten about it. And post credits, when he came in there, I said, oh, wow, there he was. I actually I think I actually squealed a little bit. I think we did something like that because it was such an exciting moment. But man, if I had not known that that was coming at all, if I had not realized that he was going to be there, just what a, what a, I mean, you, what a palpably exciting moment uh, that that could have been. Uh, and and there's so many others where things happen, and I'm like, man, I wish I didn't know that that was going to come. That's one of the reasons I love watching movies with people for the very first time when they've never seen it before, because I love seeing that that experience and that sense of excitement and that experience of of gasp. Oh, oh who knew that was going to happen? What a twist, you know? Uh, and it's it's so cool to see it. And I think that sometimes we that are in the fan community, we that are in the the geek culture community. We have such a high demand for, uh, you know, information and uh, scoops on what's coming out and, and news. And, um, you know, and I think that sometimes that kind of translates into our desire to sort of peel open the wrapping paper can actually diminish our enjoyment of opening the present. You, you know what I mean? We want to know what's going to happen before it happens. And uh, I, I think that takes away the storytellers. I think it takes away the writers. I think it takes away the filmmakers' ability to give us a package uh, to reveal something to us in a way uh, that is most dramatically germane. But not to talk all about Star Wars tonight, I, I wanted to uh, to actually share another story, uh, something with a little more gravity to it. I remember a few years ago, I was watching a documentary about some missionaries that went to serve uh, an unreached people group in Papua New Guinea. Uh, and, and these people had never heard Jesus. They'd never had the Bible translated into their language. So these missionaries went with them and, and lived among them. 
and uh, and and learned their language and began to to interact with them and try to understand their their culture and understand uh, their values and understand their people. And this was a a very uh, very dark tribe. This was a tribe that uh, had a lot of connections with idol worship and, uh, you know, demon worship. And, and it was uh, just a, a real, a real uphill climb uh, to bring the gospel into, into their community. So after living there for, for several weeks and even longer, um, the, the ministers, the missionaries began to uh, to share with them the gospel story. And what they did is they went back to the beginning of the Bible, and in the language of the people, they began uh, to, to teach uh, in the center of the village uh, all of the people of the story about God's creation. And, and they went through the story of Adam and Eve, and they went through the story of, of Abraham and, and, and Isaac and Jacob. And they went all the way through, and as they, they, they told these different stories, um, they began to lay the foundation— uh, that that Jesus was coming, and you could see the the villagers' response. You could see that this tribe's response, even to stories about Abraham uh, sacrificing his son Isaac, that they were concerned and they thought that it was uh, that it would be. You could see them guessing ahead of time that they said it seems like it's more in the character of God that He would provide a replacement. So you could even see from the beginning that they were starting to understand a little bit about God's character. And uh, at the end, uh, towards the end, when they introduced Jesus, the people in the village were just captivated by the character of Jesus, captivated by the person of Jesus. And not only were they telling these stories, they were recruiting some of the villagers to sort of act it out as as different skits, to, to make it a little bit more visible, to make it a little bit more engaging. And when Jesus was killed... The village was mourning. It was they. They knew that that was an injustice. They knew that there was uh, no reason that Jesus was a righteous man. And as the story progressed, when they finally, after you know several weeks, I think of telling these stories, when they finally got to the day of Jesus's resurrection, when Jesus emerged from the tomb and he proclaimed that I'm alive forevermore, when you watch this village on the edge of their seats, hearing this story for the very first time, their reaction. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. They stood, everyone in the village, and they began shouting and praising God and dancing and celebrating. The entire village began celebrating because Jesus was alive. And they they swarmed the missionary, and they picked him up on their shoulders, and they danced around the village with him on their shoulders, celebrating that Jesus was alive. It was one of the most beautiful, beautiful displays of the power of the gospel that I've ever seen. And I think that it's unfortunate because in our culture, in our Western world, at the very least, it's so hard for us to hear God's word unfiltered. It's so hard for us to uh, see the person of Jesus unbiased because every holiday special, every uh, sermon we've ever heard or, or Easter play forces us to kind of project our own cultural bias, forces us to project uh, the characters that we've come to associate with the gospel uh, above that of the message of the gospel, above that of the person of the gospel. And I think that it's it's impossible for us. It's very, very difficult for us without a specific grace of the Holy Spirit to 
uh, to hear God's word in our culture from an unfiltered and unbiased perspective. And when you see someone experiencing Jesus for the first time in that way, you see how powerful it is. So forgive me for drawing an analogy between uh, the presentation of the gospel and a Star Wars trailer, but I just want to challenge you with this. And I'm going to go watch the Star Wars trailer right now because I wasn't sure I wanted to do it because I didn't want to spoil anything, but I'm going to go watch it. You know I'm going to watch it because I have to watch it. I just have to. But when you hear the word, really take a moment to make sure that you're not projecting something into Jesus that is inspired by our own culture and not inspired by what the authors of the text are trying to communicate. Uh, That when we assume that Jesus would do something, when we ask the question, what would Jesus do? That we're actually answering it with something that Jesus would do and not our Western world's interpretation of Jesus. I pray that we would be able to see God through unfiltered eyes, that we wouldn't limit him by our preconceived notions, and that just because we've taken our first step into following him doesn't mean we can somehow wrap our mind around him. So never diminish God, never diminish the power of his story. And know that as deep as you go, as far as you go, as high as you can climb, his ways are always so much higher than our ways. His thoughts are always so much higher than our thoughts. And spoiler alert, his love and his grace are greater than all of our sins. And that's something I think that we can get excited about. We'll be recording again in just a few days because this Wednesday is October 21st. It's Back to the Future Day. It's the day that Marty McFly officially uh, went forward in time to uh, to do something about his kids. So uh, we're going to be recording. We're going to have a special guest with us, uh, hopefully, if all works out for that episode. And uh, we'll be putting that out shortly thereafter. But uh, until then, just want to say thank you so much. Please continue to, uh, to listen. Continue to share. Uh, It means the world to us when you uh, go on to iTunes and leave us a review. And uh, and please continue to pray for us. Uh, Our goal is to reach the nerd culture, to reach out to the geeks and the people that are sometimes marginalized by mainstream Christianity, and uh, and let them know that they have a voice, that God is telling a story that they're a part of. We can't do it without your help. So your prayers and your your support and. Your shares are very, very much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I ain't got to go home, but I cannot stay here.